Will you outlast your money? Do you stay awake at night worrying about providing for your family? Are you making the right decisions about your investments? There are many life-changing decisions that arise and questions you want answered when going through divorce or after you've received your settlement. This is the Financially Ever After podcast, where you'll hear stories of women like you and get advice from the industry's top professionals. Here's your award-winning and nationally recognized host, Stacey Francis. Welcome to Financially Ever After. I'm Stacey Francis, your host, and today we're going to be talking about divorce and forgiveness, two words that you typically don't see in the same sentence, but that shouldn't necessarily be the case, according to Regina DeMeo, who is our guest today. She's a matrimonial attorney and has spent over two decades working with couples in the D.C. and Maryland area. She's appeared on Good Morning America, was host of a TV show, and helped families tackle major issues being a legal commentator for SiriusXM. Most recently, she was recognized by the Washingtonian Magazine's top lawyers and is a proud graduate of George Washington University Law School. She works together with families, helping them preserve their wealth, preserve goodwill, and preserve their relationships. And she shares that the secret ingredient is forgiveness. Forgiveness can feel like it's a tall order. And I shared that concern with her, especially if your trust has been broken. And Regina shares what forgiveness is and what it's not. And make sure you stay to the end because she shares the three W's, those steps to forgiveness that will allow you to move from victimhood to survivor and allow you to put yourself first and achieve the happiness, the success that you so deserve being able to move on. Thank you for joining Financially Ever After. I guarantee that today you are going to take away so many wonderful tools. I know I did. And I'm just so excited to introduce you to our guest today, Regina DeMeo. Regina, we're so excited to have you here. And you have one of the most interesting backstories. You were one of the top gymnasts in the world traveling at a really young age. And here you are, a matrimonial attorney in the D.C. area. How did you bridge that gap? And what brought you to the work that you're doing today? That's a great question. Thanks so much for having me on today. So I would say that my backstory is that I grew up with my mom and my grandmother, and that was my entire family. And I always wondered, I was just so fascinated by, by my friends and their families and when they would go through a divorce and, and then start a blended family situation. It's just, to, to me, that was always so fascinating. And so it was that curiosity that led me to go into family law when I graduated law school. And I've loved it because every family is different. Every uh, kid schedule is different. Like no two fact patterns are the same. So that it, it always keeps it interesting. And you have been all over the media. I saw one of your news clips from one of the news programs down there in DC. I've seen you all over the internet with writing articles about a topic that we have never talked about, but is key. And it's forgiveness. And you shared that 
forgiveness is one of the most important things you can do to successfully move through your divorce and move on. That's not a message I have ever heard. Tell me more about that. And I'm on board. I'm totally on board. But tell us, you don't hear matrimonial attorneys typically talking about forgiveness, right? Right. So, so tell me, <laughs> tell me a little bit more about that. So it's really based on, you know, over 22 uh, years now of observations with my clients and those that are stuck in the past and anger or feeling guilty and remorse, they have a really hard time, first of all, moving through the process and secondly, moving forward after it's over. So to me, there's multiple uh, people that have to be forgiven in this process. One is to forgive yourself, right? Because None of us show up in our divorces as our best selves, right? Me included. <laughs> and then, you know, forgiving the other person for what, what role they may have played in the demise of the marriage. Not everyone is, is able to exit gracefully. And then moving forward, right? Just understanding that the sooner you can let go of what's happened and, and focus on your own future, you're going to thrive, not just survive. What does forgiveness look like? Because obviously you're, you're ending your marriage because there are things that are not working and it could be broken trust. It could be all of these pieces. And does forgiveness mean that you're saying it's okay? Like, because there are many people that they just can't do that. They can't condone that behavior. So talk more about what does forgiveness really look like? Right. So to me, I start with what it doesn't look like. <laughs> it okay. doesn't, doesn't mean that you're going to forget what happened. It doesn't mean that you're excusing the behavior. You're not making yourself vulnerable again. And it may not even be that you're continuing the relationship. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's an important first distinction. And then it's understanding that it's a, it's a process of letting go. It's really complicated, full of layers. It's a choice that you get to make. It's not that someone's imposing on you. You have to forgive this person. It's, it's when you're ready. It's your choice to do that. It's really about finding peace, inner peace. And it's really a gift to yourself more than anything yeah. else. Yeah. And it's interesting because you've really nailed it on the head. And I've never looked at forgiveness this way, but it, it really is true that it's less about them. It's more about you and giving this gift to yourself because you love yourself. You want to be able to move on. You want to be happy. You want to be able to put this behind you. And I love that you share what it's not because it's not condoning. It's not saying it's okay. It's more of a self-love. I'm going to do this for me. Yeah. I'm going to do this for me. It sounds great, but not easy, right? No. Not, not easy. <laughs> like Now that we know that it's really about us and it's self-love and it's caring for ourselves, what are the steps to forgiveness? Especially if you, I mean, understandably have a huge amount of anger, frustration, and also maybe forgiveness yourself for your role, your role that you have potentially played in the divorce. So can you talk to us a little bit about that, Regina? So I broke it into basically three steps because I like three steps. <laughs> three steps. I am a three-step too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for me, the first thing would be to identify what's that source of anger or pain. Like, where is that coming from? And then two try and understand what the person's motivation or intent could have been. And finally, 
weigh the options that you have available to find a workable solution, right? So for example, I think of it as the three W's, like who is it that hurt me? What did they do? And why did this happen? And when you break it down, right, maybe because I'm a lawyer. <laughs> so the first thing is, who is the person that, that harmed you? And what I mean is, where do they rank in your life? Uh-huh. Is it a family member? Is it a friend? Is it a colleague at work? I mean, yeah. Is it a total stranger? Do yeah. they rank enough for me to really give them any of my mental space? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. valuable that energy. <laughs> exactly. And I personally feel like I have less and less the older I get. So yes, I get yeah. it. Right. And then, okay, assuming that they rank, then what was the transgression? Was it an actual breach or an expectation that wasn't met? Because sometimes, to be honest, it could be that I had an unrealistic expectation of someone. So looking really clearly, like, was there a real agreement or just this expectation, right? And then why did it happen? Was it because I wasn't clear about my expectation? Was it because the agreement was not also clear enough? Was it too ambiguous? Was it a misunderstanding? Was it someone being clueless? Or was it actually intentional, right? Think of it as like a crime, right? It was like, are we talking about first degree premeditated murder? Or was this manslaughter? Because there's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And what you're talking about can be brought to talk about your experiences during your marriage, but also in your negotiations for your divorce, because we all know, we all know that hurt, that frustration, that anger can just continue to bubble up as you see their behavior be where they're breaking my trust again. They said that they were going to truly be coming to this, committed to the process, blah, 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 blah. A question I have, Regina, Mm -hmm. women may be listening to this and say, but wait, I'm worried if I forgive him for myself, will I be more likely to accept a settlement or agreement that doesn't give me what I truly deserve? Meaning that it's almost that anger and that frustration and that lack of trust is a shield, is a shield that is protecting you, keeping you on guard, making sure that you're not being taken advantage in any way. I'd love to hear from you because I know you have an opinion because I've read this about how that is not the case and that forgiveness can be a means to even have a better agreement, a better negotiation, a better experience. Can you talk a little bit about that? Right. So that's where I think the team approach is really important, right? Because I everybody knows I love to do collaborative divorce and mediation. I work a lot with other professionals because it's it's a team effort here. So my concern with a, a client that is using their anger as a shield, like you said, is yeah. that I would question, well, you know, what are your other professionals saying? What's your financial advisor saying? Is this a good deal or not? Is your lawyer saying this is a good deal or not? Like you have to have trust in these other people that are a little slightly more emotionally detached. <laughs> and, exactly. Right? Like this is not their first rodeo. It's probably your first rodeo, but it's, you yeah. Know, <laughs> yeah. Right? I've done over a thousand divorces at this point. So who are you going to really believe, right? The person that's yeah. done a thousand divorces or, or you going through your own personal drama? Like you just can't see clearly at that point. So to me, it's about being able to um, 
let go of the anger enough to listen to what those people around you, the trusted advisors are saying. Like, yeah. right? We're not saying give up alimony if, if you're definitely going to get it, but there's always a cost benefit analysis, right? Is it really worth spending $50,000 going to trial <laughs> if you're not going to actually get double that? Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. To spend 50 to get 50, you're actually at zero. <laughs> mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you've lost a ton of time and emotional like damage is done to, to you and your children. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's what I'm talking about with forgiveness. It's that at some point there is a hard analysis of cost benefit that needs to be done and not just by the person going through the divorce. Yeah. And interesting, we every single woman who's listening to this podcast, whether it's what she's going through now with her divorce or the experiences we have had leading us up to the today of listening to this, bad things happen to good people. And we all have a choice. We all have a choice in how we react to that. And can you talk about moving from the place of feeling like a victim to a survivor? And this is something that is so key and so important, not only for us, but for our children to be able to, to do this because life is just not easy. I wish it was, but of all times dealing with the pandemic that we're dealing with, we all know life is not easy. So talk to me a little bit about clients that you've worked with in the past who came to you in that victimhood, that real victim mode, and how they were able to move from, a, from that place to a much more powerful, healthy place of deciding they were going to be a survivor? That's a great question, um, which we could talk about for hours, but I'll try and be brief. I mean, like, let's just take the case of adultery, because that is a really shocking discovery that half of people will make in the process of getting divorced. And it's easy to start in the victim role. Like, I didn't do anything wrong. This person, you know, after 20 something years uh, is now leaving me. It's so earth shattering for a lot of people. But you can either stay in that victim role and be questioning, like, why is this happening to me? And, and you know, oh, my God, like, how am I ever going to move forward? Will I ever find anybody else? Now I'm going to be all alone. Will I be taken care of? You could stay in that victim role. It's a horrible place to be. Or you can get the emotional help that you need and get the financial advice that you need to figure out, OK, first of all, right, like, let's put our big girl panties on. <laughs> how am I going to make sure that I am not reliant on this other person, right? Like I need to figure out for myself, what can I do to make sure that I am financially okay? My basic needs are met. And then who can I rely on to be my emotional support in this process? Not this other person who's obviously betrayed me, but you have family, you have friends. And if you don't, well, then you're going to make new friends. There's ways to, you know, join meetup groups and go online dating and, and and start to see that there is a whole other world of possibilities out there. And it's a process, but basically the survivor is choosing to move forward, mitigate their damages and figure out a way to survive as opposed to the victim that just, they stay stuck. They yeah. stay stuck in that role and it's just not helpful to them or anybody else around them. Yeah. And it's not only this, I mean, you can, you can feel like a victim because you order at McDonald's and you get the wrong, the wrong order. It's a way of being and it's a way of thinking about your life. And 
I know for me, I'm not perfect. There are times where I, particularly, especially during COVID, working mom, taking care of kids, doing the housework, ferrying the kids to school, working with the charity that I, you know, am uh, the founder of Savvy Ladies. It, my days are, are crazy. And I do find sometimes, Regina, I fall into that, like, whoa, me, I'm a victim. This is, and it's really interesting because my thoughts just spiral downwards. They just spiral downwards. And when I'm able to pick myself up out of that, and sometimes it's going for a jog or it's doing acupuncture or, or something, it puts me in that place of knowing I'm going to be a survivor, I'm going to be a survivor for me, I'm going to be a survivor for my family. And it feels so much more uplifting and positive. I make better decisions. My outlook is so much better as well. I'm more productive. It's just all of a sudden then the cycle upwards versus that cycle spanning downwards of the victim. And again, how you share with with forgiveness, forgiveness is really about putting yourself first and being a victim and moving to that place of real survivor is also putting yourself first. Yeah. And the energy that you put out is also the energy that you're going to get back. So, I mean, without getting too new agey here, but you know, uh, if you're a positive person, people want to help you and they, they like, they're, you know, attracted to that positivity and it just, it just creates more positivity around you. Meanwhile, we all know that when you see like some crazy person being negative and, and having a, a temper tantrum in public, everybody is repelled, right? You try and get away from that person as quickly as possible. So do you really want to be that person that repels? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Again, this is not something that you normally hear from matrimonial attorneys. How has forgiveness worked out for you in your own life? Have you have you needed to essentially use these skills as well? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I mean, first of all, let's say with my clients, because sometimes, you know, I'm their punching bag. And I have to remind myself they're not in a good place, right? And during COVID, lots of people are on edge. So again, I have to remind myself, okay, you know, I don't know whether that person, you know, just took a 50% pay cut, got laid off. I mean, who knows why they're honking at me and whatever. So every day I find myself having to practice forgiveness everywhere I go. But the, the one that was hardest for me, and it's, uh, it's, it's funny now, it's, it's exactly 10 years ago to this month. My life coach told me, you know, you really need to go in search of your dad. You need to find out his story, what happened between your parents. And until you find, find that out, you're going to have this hole in your heart. And I'm so like, you, oh. and you were raised just by your, your mother and your grandmother. Did you know that, was he part of your life when you grew up? I mean, did you no, even know in, about in him? Fact, no, they told me he was dead. Oh my. <laughs> Right. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. So I went almost half my life thinking that my father was dead and then was told the truth. And so there's a lot of forgiveness there, right? Because forgiving my, my mother, my grandmother, my godparents, I mean, they all hid that truth for their own reasons, probably to protect me anyway. And then having to forgive wow. my dad for not being in there for, yeah, such a long time. That, that was hard. And is forgiveness something where you do it and you're done? No. <laughs> or is it something where, you know, you continue to work on that? Yeah. No, it's definitely a work in progress, you know, but yeah. like for me, that exercise 
which is probably like, you know, the, one of the most painful exercises taught me a lot. I mean, my dad was not ready to be a dad when my mom got pregnant. They were not really in a committed relationship. And, and so, you know, he did what a lot of my clients do, which is deny paternity. And back in those days, they didn't even have the DNA test as a standard part of court procedures. So, you know, now he's in a different place in his life and I'm not going after him because I, I want anything materialistically, right? I just wanted to know his story to understand where I came from. And by forgiving him, I discovered that I have a brother. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh, Regina. I have two wow. beautiful cousins and, and just this really awesome family that I, I, oh. I didn't know existed. So I'm trying to compose myself because I, <laughs> I've, it's wonderful. And I just want to say thank you for sharing because you're such an inspiration. If, if you can go through that experience and forgive, you are a role model for all, all of the women listening. And I just want to say thank you so much for, for being here. And we have women who definitely would love to learn more about you and your practice. Can you talk a little bit about the women you serve? Is it in the DC area? Is it Maryland as well? What does that look like for your matrimonial practice? And then if you could also share your website and contact details, and we'll make sure everyone listening that we'll put those in the notes for you too, so you can get all the information about Regina. Yeah, sure. So I, I am only licensed in Maryland and DC. I try to promote the mediation practice and collaborative divorce more than the litigation, but I can do all of it. And the best way to reach me is my, on my website, which is reginademeo.com. I also have a YouTube channel, Gen X Smarty, which is what people use to follow me on Twitter, on LinkedIn, Facebook. So Gen X Smarty is the, my, my tag name. And I try to do a lot of blogs and really disseminate this, this message, right? Which is to really put yourself first, let, let go of the past, kind of move forward because bad things do happen to all of us, but yeah. we can yeah. either stay stuck in that victim role or really make lemonade out of lemons. Yep. Well, thank you so much for joining and thank you to everyone who's listening today. Thank you so much. I took away so much from my conversation with Virginia today that forgiveness is not condoning. Forgiveness is not necessarily accepting. Forgiveness is not forgetting. But what forgiveness is, is it's putting yourself first, which, well, we all deserve. I can't thank you enough for joining us today. And part of living a successful life is forgiving. And it's also making sure that you're financially secure. Many times in divorces, you find out things about your finances that you never knew. And it leaves you worried of whether or not you're going to be able to move on and be able to have a financially secure life. If you have questions about your financial picture today, tomorrow, five years from now, and well into your retirement, I ask you to please reach out. That's what we love to do. We love to help. That's why I joined this field. It's the most wonderful field because you're helping people and you're making their financial plan beautifully work together so that they are confident 
they're secure and they don't have to worry about money and they know that they and their family, you're going to be okay. We all deserve that. Women deserve that. And if we can help in any way, bring you a piece of additional information, different additional education, and most importantly, additional peace of mind, please do reach out. You can reach out to me, Stacy S-T-A-C-Y at francisfinancial.com, or you can visit our beautiful website, www.francisfinancial.com. Thank you again for joining, for making this investment, and we'll see you in two weeks.